Hello and welcome to Nested Folders, a productivity podcast about how we use our energy in hopefully the very best ways. That's what we want to achieve anyway. Uh, I'm Scotty Jackson, joined as always by the wonderful Rosemary Orchard. Hi, Rose. How are things? Hi, I'm feeling pretty energetic right now. Um, you know, I've been been saving myself up and I'm ready to go. How are All you? right. Well, let's let's see if we can keep it that way. I'm great. Uh, if you're new here, uh, thanks uh, so much for joining us. It's wonderful to have you. Uh, you can find our whole podcast, including all of our back episodes, at nestedfolderspodcast.com. Uh, and if you enjoy what you're hearing and would like to support us for bonus episode every month, you can do so at uh, nestedfolderspodcast.com slash unnested, where we get unnested and uh, record a show based on uh, listener questions, feedback, challenges, and deep dives into uh, particular topics. What I'm really excited about talking about is this this notion of energy, Rose? I like okay. I, first of all, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining because I'm because I'm not. But like here we are. It is not even the end of the first quarter of the year 2022, and so far this year, um, I have had to emergency replace two toilets in this home because they decided to free the water. Uh, I've ended up in the emergency room at the hospital, diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. My dog has blown out both of his back legs and needed double knee surgery. Uh, and I had uh, twins celebrating a birthday. And uh, that leads to, you know, many family birthday parties and their sleepovers, and all these things. And wow, that is a lot of things to have happen. And energy for me is at an absolute premium. And so I wanted to talk about how we manage energy and how we figure out how to make sure that we've got enough fuel in the tank to navigate all of these things in our lives that all these things keep happening. Yeah. I mean, like even taking out like all of the personal things, which obviously are, you know, very important. I saw a really great tweet on Twitter the other day, which says, uh, I must admit my almanac for 2022 did not start with in the middle of a global pandemic, uh, the president of Russia will wig out and invade the Ukraine. Um, mm. And it's just like, OK, yeah, like there's a lot of stuff going on globally. And then, of course, we all have lives um, and we have everything involved with those and things are going well or things are not going well or things just aren't going. And all of this, you know, it, it, it really, you know, can completely and utterly wipe you out. Um, and even if you don't have, you know, MS or anything else, you do only have so much mental energy for things. Like you may have physical energy to like get up and do things, but your brain sometimes will just go, yeah, now we're going to sit on the sofa and stare at the wall for a bit. Or maybe scroll Reddit or, oh, I've got enough energy to open YouTube and stare at some videos for a while. And sometimes that's exactly what you need to be able to recharge. And sometimes that's not what you need. Um, and sometimes if you get really lucky, you can actually find something, which a bolt of lightning is not really uh, a great analogy, but it's more like a charging station. Every so often you can find activities which are kind of like charging stations where they can, you know, help top you up a little bit and give you a feeling of having some more energy and ready to go and do the next thing, which can be quite helpful as well when you've got a limited amount of energy, be that physical, mental or both. For sure. And, and, and yeah, I don't mean to imply that my lived experience is, is like any different from anyone else's. Everyone has maximums. And that's, that's the thing. I think for yeah. me, it's just made it like super obvious. Yes. Like when I, cause when I hit maximum now, now the penalty for hitting maximum is much, is much greater than it used to exactly. be. Exactly. So, uh, so, uh, um, 
what I wanted to share first of all is um, that I've adopted a great like morning planning routine and I've been working on like adapting and adopting this a lot over the past year in particular. But I found that um, having a morning planning routine where I can assess, hey, here's how much energy I'm feeling like I've got Mm -hmm. and here's what's on my calendar for today and here are the most important things I need to do allows me to understand, okay, can I do this? And if not, Let's get in front of that and you know, renegotiate or or what have you. And if I can, great. Then let me deeply commit mm-hmm. and say, this is where my time is going at these times. And I found that um, not only is that a great practice to go through, um, but when I when I go to do that practice is 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 really important. So now I'm doing it after I have walked my little son to school and I've had a little walk with the dog um, because now I've. I've had some movement, all the kids are out of the house, the distractions are down, and I have this wonderful sort of 15-minute gap between when I can get home from that and when I have a daily scrum with my team. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's just a wonderful time to just devote and commit to myself. I'm going to sit down and plan out my day. And making that commitment has been really wonderful in terms of figuring out how I can budget my energy. Yes, I really like that. You're making a bit of a routine out of it, which is something that I actually find can really help when you are struggling with energy. Um, I've I've fortunately not had quite the same uh, drain as you uh, have for a while, but I found that a lot of the time when you know when things when when you only have a limited amount of energy, making certain things that do need to get done into a routine that just happen on a regular basis, whether or not they need to to an extent can really help. Um, so one great example of this is nested folders. We talk to each other every single week. We don't release mm-hmm. an episode every single week, but we have a recording slot every single week where, you know, we're going we're gonna to try and get stuff done. And every so often we do need to skip one, but because it's a routine, it also means that we've built a little bit of slack in at times so that then if we do need a bit more time for something, it's a bit easier. And I found that I can take that same principle and apply it to a number of other areas. So I no longer take a look in the cupboard and figure out, or the fridge rather, and figure out, do I need apple juice when I go shopping? The default is that apple juice appears on the shopping list on a regular basis, which I've figured out and tweaked, and it just automatically repeats. And guess what? I never not have apple juice because that throws off another part of my routine. And it means that I've got certain things that just appear on lists when they are when they need to be bought when they need to be done and then I don't need to think about it you know I I'm trying to get rid of some of the mental load from things because there there there's you know the two different parts of the energy that we have right we've got our mental energy we've got our physical energy sometimes our brains are really active and ready to go but your body's just no not today and sometimes it's the other way around you know you've got some physical energy but your brain is really really not with it And so I found that one of the things I can do is try to reduce some of the cognitive load or the mental load so that I don't have to go around and, you know, look at the house and figure out what things need cleaning. There's just a checklist. And there are things Mm -hmm. that haven't been cleaned in the last whatever time period it is until it said that they needed to come up again. And so I can just go do it if I've got the physical energy to do so and the time available, which makes it easier for me to just not worry about that, which means that I can then save what 
mentor energy, uh, you know, I have available for the much more important things like figuring out this project of work that actually needs me to negotiate between, you know, like two other people and figure out what is actually the correct solution for this problem and how do we solve it um, and so on and so forth. So I try to, you know, save things where I can by doing a little bit of pre-planning and then I can reuse that or take that energy and transfer it elsewhere. That's that's huge. And I mean, then like the famous quotes about like automating one's wardrobe, but like I always wear the same colored suits. That's a Steve Jobs, Barack Obama thing too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like the, the more decisions that you can remove, um, the, 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 the less cognitive load. I think that's a fantastic strategy. One of the other routines um, that I've started adopting is uh, this sort of uh, look forward weekly version of a weekly review that I do um, with my team at work as well as um, with my wife at home, mm. which, or or one could do that with your partner or best friends or uh, roommates or whomever you might have like some shared events and sit down with no one else around and say, okay, what's on the calendar for this week? Because I can't count how many times one of us has said to the other, oh, don't forget, you know, this thing is happening tomorrow with one of the kids mm-hmm. or don't forget there's a vet appointment for the dog tomorrow. And the other, and then the other says, oh, I didn't know that. And then the first one says, but I put it in the calendar. And, and then the first one rolls their eyes, goes and looks at the calendar, and then we have to figure out what to do. So we, we, we get caught out by these sorts of things all the time. So now we've got this sort of like little war room idea where we sit down and look look ahead and say okay what's on the calendar for this week mm-hmm. that way there are no surprises and it's also an opportunity for one of us to say oh wait a minute like when in all of this are we going to be doing groceries yeah or maybe we should also talk meal plan or um don't forget that like next week this other big thing is going to happen and we're going to have to pre-plan for that you know like you said yeah. so getting in front of the things coming up I have found has reduced a lot of background noise and stress in my head that I didn't even know I had. Yes. The, the, the other thing that I found super helpful in these routines is signals. So whether that's alarm or this wonderful new hue light that I got that sits on my desk and turns different colors mm-hmm. um, during the day uh, to signal me to, to do different things. Um, the, having those and figuring out a, what sort of signals are going to be helpful and B putting them in place. Um, is great because that that helps keep those routines happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to make a routine out of nothing and so you're going to need a reminder to set up a new routine um and or at least I sure do and those are things that really help. Yes, yes, I really like that because you know especially doing you know the planning ahead looking you know essentially you're you're building yourself a roadmap. You know, I'm currently here and I'm trying to get to here and there are these obstacles in the way. How are we going to do the obstacle course? What's the most efficient way? And I mm-hmm. kind of feel like actually the obstacle course analogy is pretty good for a lot of life because one of the things that I have found uh, for me that works really well is tacking like things together. Okay, so if I am going to the doctor's surgery, I will swim, swing by the supermarket on my way home and buy food because I'm already out of the house and it's one less thing that I then need to do. I don't actually have to leave the house again. Um, And so for me, I found, you know, looking at my my things, like all the things that need to be done and figuring out what flows into each other, like what naturally goes together. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and where can I, you know, benefit from that? Of, well, like doing this thing, ugh, I really don't want to do that thing. That that thing's like really, you know, it's it's time consuming, it's frustrating, and it's annoying. But I can really easily do it on my way home from work next week. Or I can really easily do that um, when I go to the dentist um, for my dentist appointment or something like that. And trying to figure out, you know, what things can I put together so that when, when, you know, when I do the thing, okay, it's a lot of effort, but then I've got a bunch of other things done as well, which means Mm -hmm. that I have benefited from that expenditure in more ways than just doing whatever the big thing was can be very, very helpful Um, because... Of course, the other thing, you know, the inverse is also true. Like sometimes, sometimes it pays to switch off and go from doing, you know, exercise to meditation. Um, you know, mm. you're, you're, you're contrasting the two extremes. And sometimes that can work really, really well. But I have to figure out, you know, what feels like I'm going with the flow versus what feels like I'm being a salmon and trying to go upstream. Um, <laughs> because, you know, salmon expend a lot of energy to go upstream. Pretty much everything else goes downstream. And they're doing it for a very good reason. But are you doing whatever you're doing that's costing you that much energy for a very good reason? Evaluating the things that are actually coming at you and going, okay, yeah, um, you know, especially if you're having, you know, a tough week or um, there's just a lot of demands on you and your time, then sometimes, you know, looking at things and going, actually, you know what? Meal plans are great. We're having frozen pizza and takeaway this week is mm-hmm. <laughs> an okay solution um you know and it's, and i i certainly do this I, you know i'll look at my weekly calendar and go yeah you know what um i don't really have time to do lots of delicious home-cooked meals i am going to buy um some you know decent like good quality ready meals because that way i can just put it in the oven and then come back and eat the food and i'm done and i've still had a healthy balanced meal um it's not as great as if i cooked it from scratch no but guess what Aim, provide self with nutrition, um, and not starve. Accomplished, and you still get the other things done. So, yeah, I try to figure out, you know, which which things are worth the expenditure, which things are not worth the expenditure, and where is it worth pulling things in when I'm already pushing myself out there so that I can keep doing more things. Uh, that's fantastic. That's a fantastic idea, and I th- and I think as as you go through that exercise of evaluating the stuff in front of you, I think. I think it really helped me when I was going through that that sort of exercise to immediately assume that nothing is precious. Like let's let's let everything be up for grabs because I don't want to assume what's in and what's out. I want to be able to like fully like evaluate all of the things. Rose, we we had that difficult conversation of like, is nested folders is that is that a mm-hmm. thing? Is that a thing that is that a thing that I can keep that I can keep doing? And the here as we record this. The answer ended up being yes. Spoiler mm. alert. But but I was ready to allow myself to ask that question out loud. As soon as I said yeah. it out loud, I'm like, oh my god, of course we're going to keep doing mm. this. But but I didn't. But if I skipped the process of asking the question, yeah. I, I I think I think that then you then I wouldn't have been reflecting enough on a how much energy it takes. Mm-hmm to do this B is it worth that energy and then C like committing and saying, yeah, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep up with that because that way, when you evaluate something and you say yes to it, you are fully saying yes Mm -hmm. to it. You're all in. You are, you have, you aren't just passively committing to, Oh, I'll do this thing. Yeah. You are. It's a very active. 
yes. Yes. I am committed to doing this thing. And then by extension, here are the things that like, no, I am not doing these things. Yeah. Uh, either not now or not ever. And being able to be very crisp with those decisions becomes, I think, a really valuable part of managing energy because then you're taking out the because I think I think I allowed myself in the past because I could get away with it with a stack of a hundred maybes. Mm-hmm. And I can't I can't I can't do maybes anymore. Now it has to be like either yes or no or unassessed. Right. That that's it. Like either I, I haven't I haven't decided and that's fine, but I have consciously not decided. Um, but here, but everything I have decided is, is an absolute yes or an absolute no. And then that allows me to also help other people understand what to expect of me and managing those expectations. Um, that's a great tool in managing energy levels as well, because then I don't have to stress about, you know, where people are at in terms of, you know, what they're waiting on from me or what I am waiting on from them. We crisper agreements with the self lead to crisper agreements with other people. Uh, and that just helps commitments move and information move and, and work move more fluidly, which is going to your flows. Um, uh, what you said about flow and the importance of that. Um, I mean, that's fuel for that fire. Yes. Yes. And, and that's just it. And I, I really do like that. You know, if you are looking at things and going, okay, like, you know, I only have so many hours in the day. I need to sleep for a certain number of hours. Yes, you do need to sleep for more than four hours. You probably need considerably more than six hours sleep. You should be aiming Mm -hmm. um, to give yourself, you know, plenty of time to actually sleep and also the associated downtime with that. So you take that out. You take out your actual working hours. You take out the other hours associated with, you know, mentally getting into and out of work and so on and so forth. And then you are left with a limited amount of time. Even if you just look at this as a perspective of time budgeting, you deserve to say to yourself, yes, this is a thing that I am doing. And, you know, and to be happy about that rather than just checkbox. Yeah, OK, yeah, I guess I'll do it. Like, why, why are you doing things that you're meh about? You know, obviously, you mm-hmm. know, if you, if you need to do it for your job, you need to do it for your job. But, you know, the other thing is as well, you know, if, if you're not sure about something, um, you know, we had that conversation about nested folders um, and it was good. And I would have asked you um, if you hadn't brought it up, but I was giving you some time and, and space to think about stuff before doing it because, you know, I wanted to make sure that you'd had time to think as well. Um, but sometimes it can be worth asking other people who were involved in a thing like, well, what is this thing that we're actually doing and why are we doing it and is it worth it? Um, you know, is is it actually accomplishing the goal? Because the other thing to remember when you have a limited amount of energy is the the X Y problem. Um, and I, I'm not sure um, I've mentioned it on on this show. I've no, I talk, I've talked about it on automators. But the X Y problem is where you're trying to solve X, but you think that in order to do it, you have to do Y, and so you're trying to figure out different ways to do Y. Remember to take a step back and remember what the actual problem is not the solution that you're currently attempting, but keep the problem in mind. Mm. Because it may be that the the problem is that you need um, to create all of these documents and send them. But you're currently busy building, you know, a folder structure and system and, and chasing different people for templates and things like that. When actually, you know what, the standard word template would just be fine. Or pages template or whatever it is. Google Docs template, doesn't matter. Um, I'm remembering to take a step back and look at what it is you actually need to be accomplishing 
can be incredibly useful when you're budgeting your energy. Because sometimes, and I'm not saying you should half-ass things, but you should be delivering the solution to the problem rather than mm -hmm. the absolute, you know, pinnacle, amazing, shiny example of whatever that solution should be. Sometimes it just needs a solution that works. For sure. And then even where... You know, like, because uh, because you, you mentioned there, there, do I want to do this? Do I not want to do this? And then there are some things that you have to do, yeah. But then when there are those things that you have to do, you know, you can you can roll your eyes and lament them all you like, um, but getting angry at the wall doesn't turn it into a door. <laughs> it's, no, it's it, like you you can you can uh, what, what is it? You can yell at the sky to make it stop raining or grab an umbrella, like. Yes. If it, if it is something that you have to do, then you have to do that, and just like like you know and and like so accept that, make it part of the plan, budget energy accordingly, and move on. And I I had to do a lot of a lot of that, and uh, you know, and and I spoke with my therapist a lot, and she she reminded me like, are you're you're spending a lot of energy being mad at a thing that is never going to change. Mm -hmm. You can't you can't change that, so. Are you going to spend your energy on being mad or are you going to spend your energy on like just getting it done, getting it over with and moving on? And I realized that there was a, a number of those that I needed to do. Mm -hmm. um, there, I mean, no, no job is perfect. I'm lucky. I, I, I love my job and work with wonderful people. That doesn't mean that I love every task that I do, but, um, but th that means that there are tasks that I'm going to have to do. And, uh, uh, and, and treating those with the same level of commitment as the ones that I fundamentally choose because I, I choose them and have the agency to do that is important because it, it, it has to get done with that same level of level of commitment, whether, whether I like it or not. So I might as well just like, I might as well just accept it uh, yes. even if I, even if I don't like it. And I think that that's, that was an energy sinkhole that I found in myself was that I would, I would churn on an emotional reaction that was, you know, really on, like I needed to sit in with my feelings for a while, but I could only do that for so long before, yeah, I realized that uh, that's probably not the best place for my energy to go, especially when I'm on a, a limited budget. And I think, and I like what you said too about, you know, absolutes and, and hours of a day, uh, starting to think of my energy as a finite resource in the same way as like imagining dollar bills in a wallet, right? Once they're all spent, they're gone. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's, it's seeing my energy as in that sort of way as a thing to budget and plan for um, has made my energy levels much greater um, because I am because I am managing them and because I am thinking about them in that same vein and not something I take for granted. And I think that's something that everyone everyone would be able to benefit from is is recognizing that energy is not is not infinite. And I know that everyone knows that. But I don't know that we always necessarily act in the way that res respects the knowledge of that boundary. Yes, yes. And and that's the thing, you know, sometimes fake it until you make it is the right thing. You know, you don't really have the energy to do your job today, but you're, you still need to show up um, because there's stuff that has to be done and so on and so forth. And sometimes you can do your best to just turn your brain off and go through the motions and get the things done. Um, and sometimes that works, but sometimes you do actually have to stop and listen to what your 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 head and your body are telling you about a thing. Um, because 
if you, I don't know, get headaches and migraines um, on a regular basis when dealing with a certain series of tasks, that's an indication probably, and I'm making an assumption here, that it's quite stressful for you. Now, it could be that there are other physical triggers and so on involved, um, but, you know, listening to what your body is saying is a very useful tool um, when it comes to evaluating and judging these things because your your body is trying to tell you something. Um, and it's got a limited number of ways it can do that. Uh, it's usually going to be some kind of pain or weird feeling if it's not a good thing. Um, so, um, you know, you, you do have to listen and it's it's interpretive. You know, you have to interpret what things are are telling you. Just like, you know, when you're sitting there with other people and you look at how they're sitting um, and you interpret that. You're not necessarily consciously doing it, but part of your brain is aware that, you know, their arms are crossed um, and they're they're staring out the window and they're not really paying attention. They don't really want to be there. Um, and so you react accordingly and you need to interpret what your body is doing for yourself as well so that you can be aware of that so that, you know, if you do find that there are things which, you know, actually make maybe maybe they make you feel really energized, like technically, you know that they're not, but they make you feel really good listening to that and using that. You know, I, I do ballet classes once a week. Ballet classes are pretty intense. They're, they're fairly draining. And guess what? I come out of that class most weeks and I feel like I've got loads of energy. I want to come home and tackle the world. So I come home and I sit and I write down the 8,001 things I really want to do. And then I go in the shower and then boom, the energy is gone because um, I've had a long, hot shower, which was needed. Um, and yeah, that unfortunately then is time for bed. But if there is, you know, something that I need to get done that is going to be just like a thing, I do actually plan sometimes to do it after the ballet class before I go in the shower because... I feel like I can take on the world in that time. And it's nice to know that there are some things that make me feel really good, like I've got more energy, even if they do, that's not necessarily true, because the things that you feel good about doing can help you get through the things that you feel meh about doing but need to do. Yes. Yes. I, I That's so important. And, and I've found... Um... I, you know, I love what you said about just sort of awareness and being aware and taking stock of where you're at. I found that I, thinking about where I'm at in in more absolute terms has been really helpful. So like in the same way that I can't mow my lawn if I'm in San Francisco, because um, I don't live in San Francisco, um, I can't um, write a 10 slide presentation on this new product pitch um, when I'm 3 p.m. and feeling exhausted. So, mm -hmm. I, so like really treating my states um, as absolutes and being aware of, like you said, what my body is telling me in terms of my energy level or my cognitive readiness um, has, been, has been really, really valuable. Um, because because then it allows me to honor what I can and can't do. Um, mm -hmm. Because, and again, going back to my morning planning thing, it means that like by 9.30 a.m., I should be in a place where my day is designed to be achievable. Yeah. And and that means that I can be successful every day because I've I've drawn out what success looks like based on based on who I am that day. 
and honoring all of those limitations. And so I really like what you said about, you know, being aware of, you know, what am I prepared for? What am I not prepared for? Um, and then, you know, what are the events of, uh, of the day and which ones are going to energize me or take me to different places or which ones are going to drag me down? How, how do I make the right space or trade-offs or changes uh, before I, you know, commit to w- what my day is going to look like? And then again, you know, doing planning at the end to look back and reflect, did I spend my time and energy in the way I thought I would be able to? Mm-hmm. And if, if yes, hooray me and celebrate that. And if not, uh, why not? And what did I learn? Yes, absolutely. Just like as you go through your day, having, you know, a couple of minutes here or a couple of minutes there to take stock of how are your energy levels right now? Are they better than expected? Worse than expected? Is there something that you can do in the case of better to take advantage of it or in the case of worse to uh, give yourself a little bit of a break? So maybe you can either recharge a bit or so that you don't run out of energy before that critical thing that, of course, is scheduled for mid to late afternoon. Um, you know, trying to trying to be aware of that and just help yourself is a really good thing because, of course, everybody has limitations. Some people have harder limitations with harsher uh, penalties than others. Um, but you should always look after yourself and feel great about everything that you're doing and not doing. That is a great way to wrap this up. Feel great about what we're doing and feel great about what we're not doing also. Thank you very much. Rose, this has been awesome. Well, it's always lovely talking to you, Scotty, especially when, you know, we get to figure things out as well as hopefully help our listeners. That's the hope. Thanks, everybody, also uh, for listening. Um, If you've uh, enjoyed uh, what you have heard, you can find our whole back catalog again at nestedfolderspodcast.com. And if you'd like to support us for a bonus episode every month based on listener feedback, that's at nestedfolderspodcast.com slash unnested where you can subscribe there. You can also uh, message us through our, our website and tweet with us at Nested Folders, but we can also be found as individual humans on the internet. Where might that be for you, Rosemary Orchard? You can find me at rosemaryorchard.com or you can also find me on Twitter at Rosemary Orchard. What about you, Scotty? Uh, I can be found on the internet at heyscottyj.com or by the same name on Twitter at heyscottyj. This has been awesome. Again, Rose, thank you so much and we'll talk to you again soon. Goodbye, everyone.